0: You're listening to Fideum Catholica, the Sunday homilies of Father John Gazzaldo, pastor at St. Luke Catholic Church, Temple, Texas. Today's homily is from Sunday, February 18th, 2024, the first Sunday of Lent, titled Small Changes, Big Effects. I've always been fascinated and found it interesting the way language and words work, that the slightest little accent here or letter here can take a word, change the whole meaning, have a whole paradigm shift. Sometimes we make fun of the teenage girls, they do this when they talk, they, they, they repeat words and it changes the whole meaning of the word. They'll say things like, Do you like him or do you like him like him? That means something else. But in, even in Spanish, there's some words like porque, which means why, and porque, which means because. Just a slight accent, just a slight slight touch, a little addition there, a little subtraction. Changes the whole word, the whole meaning of the word. Pero means butt and perro means dog it's completely different it's totally different the little trill of the of the tongue and it is a paradigm shift it's absolutely different it's something else this weekend we we have sort of the experience of Jesus in the desert and many theologians will say that that desert that Jesus entered into was the Garden of Eden. That he went there to undo, to start the undoing of the sin of Adam and Eve. And that's when he went toe-to-toe with the devil. And we'll sing about that at the song, at the presentation of the gifts, because Adam and Eve went toe-to-toe with the devil in the Garden of Eden, and they succumb. But Jesus starts his victory over the devil in the same place. But even the word desert, you take one letter, another S, and insert it in there, and it becomes dessert. Something totally different. A sweet treat at the end of a meal. A paradigm shift. Something totally different. Something that's a desert which is lifeless to something which gives Joy dessert. But it reminds us that even adding and subtracting one little ingredient here and there can change something massively. I remember I was invited to a family's house for dinner and they had a wonderful meal and they offered me a cherry pie for dessert and I love cherry pie sure and I started to eat it but they, it lacked one ingredient they didn't put sugar in it and it it, it has an effect <laughs> and I, and it was it was much different and I had to sit there and act but there's one word we, there's a couple of words we use in liturgy and in theology that a slight little difference takes to a, whole, a totally different um, totally different genre, a paradigm shift, something totally different. The word immorality is something we use a lot. Immorality means like sin, something that's disorder, something that's twisted, something that's out of contact, missing the mark, a hamartis, immorality. But you add a T, a little cross, between the R and the A and it becomes the word immortality. Just one little addition and you have a paradigm shift, a totally different meaning. Something is seen as taking life to all of a sudden means eternal life. A small little addition. And I would say that we think about this time of Lent, I know that we're encouraged oftentimes to make huge changes in our lives. And sometimes that's called for. You know, we, we read about the flood of Noah. And that's something that Jesus, that God did and, and wiped out everything to start over again. It was a massive change. It was a massive um, change. But we also know that even adding one little small thing like in the Garden of Eden. I heard biblical theologians call Noah's Ark Eden on a boat, just a place of refuge surrounded by a sea of sin. But in the Garden of Eden, it was paradise. It was truth. They had an intimate relationship with each other, Adam and Eve and God. But one little thing was added, or one poisonous thing, a sin, was added. Changed the whole atmosphere change her whole outlook to her own life just by adding one little thing. I guess you see where, where I'm coming from where I'm going with this that in our faith even if I could go back to adding that little cross that little T into immorality that God has redeemed us and taken evil things and redeemed them and made them a blessing. You know We have these stations of the cross that surround us every day. But it is in Lent on Fridays that we emphasize them. We take each one and meditate on them. Well, each one of these stations of the cross is an act of violence. It's something evil that happened to our Lord. And to the secular world, they probably think, well, why would you do that? Why would you celebrate that? Well, in each one of these we add a cross and then it becomes a blessing. The Stations of the Cross actually have an interesting history at least by legend and tradition. It started in the east and people would make their pilgrimage to the Holy Land and would make those Stations of the Cross. Legend has it that it's actually a Marian devotion to our Blessed Mother. That after Jesus rose from the dead, and then ascended into heaven. There's a legend that she would walk around Jerusalem just to remember him. And she'd go to different spots in Jerusalem and say, this is where he fell. This is where Simon helped him. This is where he met the woman of Jerusalem. And she would do that. Other people would follow her to these places of sadness and put a cross there. Pound one into the ground. And they just started to make that way of the cross. Suddenly, those various stations of violence was redeemed and became a blessing. Turned something ugly into a blessing. That this is how he chose to save us. This actual action of love, this little ministry, this little devotion at a cross, it becomes an occasion of grace, a moment. blessing I would say though I would ask you and challenge all of us are there little things small things that we can add or take away in our lives that I I think it would make an amazing addition maybe even a paradigm shift in our life many years ago when I was first ordained there was a a lady who was coming to see me an older lady who would married for some time and she would just come and talk to me and complain about her husband That's what she did. And I never had a chance to talk to them both at the same time. And I was kind of at my wit's end. I said, why don't you try praying with him? You ever pray together? She said, he's not going to do that. He's not going to do that. So why don't you ask him to say a simple Our Father and Hail Mary. Okay. Well, a few weeks later, I had forgotten the encounter. She walked up to me in the vestibule. and said, Father, you changed my life. And I was like, oh, do I know you? I mean, I'd, I'd <laughs> forgotten about. And I said, oh, she told me that you told me to pray with my husband. And she said, yeah. I said, oh, I remember now. Yeah. Well, we started just praying a Hail Mary. Just one little thing. A Hail Mary and an Our Father. And that turned into a entire rosary before they went to bed. Then they started spontaneously praying for each other. She said, it's changed our life, changed our marriage. A paradigm shift something small, to a situation that was killing her. And all of a sudden, it was a place of life, a place of renewal, of freshness, of newness. These are what would I call game changers, even though they start off as small. There was a man that had teenage girls, and he didn't know how to talk to them His daughters, didn't know how to relate with them. So he found out somewhere, read some book. He just started just a small way. He would ask them at the dinner table when they were looking at their phone or rolling their eyes. He said, well, tell me about the best part of your day. What was the worst part of your day today? And at first, they were kind of hesitant. But after doing it a few times, just a simple question, what was the best part of your day? What was the hardest part of your day? Suddenly, they had a new relationship. Suddenly they started to open up and get to know each other. One little question was a game changer. So I would like to share with you a few things. I know we're not supposed to tell everybody what we do for Lent or our Lenten, but I think sometimes it holds us accountable. Even Father Vincent and I and the rectory just over the way, we'd kind of been planning on this, and a few months ago, we decided to get rid of our cable boxes. We don't watch TV anymore. And I'd like to tell you, that oh, that was easy, no problem. No, it was not. It was... The first few months, weeks, was kind of tough, but now we've gotten used to it. And we've had some nice conversations, even important conversations about his ministry at 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 the hospitals and my ministry here and how they overlap. But I would even challenge some of you the things that are uncomfortable, especially you men. So here we go, ready? When you take a shower, at least for one minute, turn it on cold. (laughs) And let it hit the back of your neck. You would be shocked at what that can do for you. There's some doctors in here that'll back me up. Taking a cold shower does things physically, emotionally, spiritually, to you. It even gives you a little dopamine hit that lasts for a few hours. But it asks you to do something uncomfortable for a little while, and those other aspects of our life adjust and adapt. Now I say this, I'm also reminded this is something the monks have known for centuries. When it comes to self-mastery, sometimes we have to be uncomfortable for a little while To appreciate comfort. Sometimes we have to challenge our own bodies. That if they're gonna be places of self mastery, we have to push them to places, make them uncomfortable. And those of you who fast, you know this as your body adjusts. Sometimes I'll fast at night, I won't eat dinner. And about six, seven, eight o'clock, my stomach is growling. And I'll be laying on my bed, dreaming about enchiladas and carne quesada. (laughs) And I'll wake up in the morning, and I'm not hungry. So what has happened? Your body adjusts. It can do it with a little discipline, a small change, spiritually, physically, emotionally. You're becoming more disciplined. You're becoming more free. These are game changers, even though they're small. Small moves in your marriage, your family, your spiritual life, even just saying one more minute of prayer a day can be amazing. Jesus moved in small increments, even in his own ministry. We celebrate Christmas, and we should, but we don't see a whole lot of Jesus when he's a baby. And actually, the Gospel of Mark and John don't even talk about it. It's Matthew and Luke that we see Jesus as a baby. And then we see him again when he's 12, and that's it. He re- introduces himself pretty slow, in small ways. Then when he starts his public ministry, he doesn't come out and say, I'm God. He doesn't say that. He says, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. He slowly tells them to start to change, to be forgiving, generous, generous compassionate and then the preacher of good advice the preacher becomes the preached when he says things like I am the way the truth and the life and if you have seen me you have seen the father and before Abraham was I am that's a whole nother level a whole nother paradigm shift and then right before he goes to the cross he adds something that's both tiny and enormous The Eucharist. He introduces to what the rest of the world sees as a small, lifeless, colorless, tasteless wafer, but for us it is a paradigm shift. It is something totally other. It is a life-changing sacrament, but he introduced it in a small way and it renews the church. So I would say to all of you here, pray about this. What are small things? Maybe there's some big things, okay. What are small things? Little accents here or there. One little thing added. One little thing taken away. And you'd be surprised. You might see your life change. And when your life changes, the people around you might change. And if we're all doing that, dare we even think we might be able to change the world. You've been listening to *Feudem Catholica*, the Sunday homilies of Father John Gazzaldo, pastor at St. Luke Catholic Church, Temple, Texas. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast in whichever podcast platform you're listening to, so that you can be made aware when new episodes drop.